Good morning to every home that has allowed me to enter, uh, to come in today. And I do what Jesus told us to do. As I come into your home, I say, peace to this house. To you, to every person who lives there, to the cats and dogs and the budgies and everyone who is under the name of Jesus in your set of relationships. You know, when we invite one another into our homes, as you have invited me into your home today, the Bible has some very interesting things to say about what happens. Some of the things Jesus told his guys in Luke chapter 10 um, and Matthew chapter 10, he said, when you enter a home, say peace to this house. And if there's a son of peace, a man of peace or a person of peace there, your peace will rest on him. And then he said, then you do all of the other things that involve the kingdom of God, like heal the sick and cast out demons and cleanse lepers and raise any dead people. Um, it's an amazing transaction that takes place when people are hospitable, when they open their doors to someone who is there on behalf of Jesus, who is the King and the Prince of Peace. So as I came into your home today, his peace came with me. As I came into your home today, his word came with me. As I came into your home today, his kingdom came with me. But that's not because of me. That's because of, first of all, the word of Jesus, and second of all, because of the presence of Jesus. And so the same thing applies to all of you. When you walk in and out of one another's homes, whether by, whether physically or whether by um, virtual things like social media, remember this, that you still carry the presence of God into one another's homes. I had a sense of the Lord saying, remind them that it doesn't matter how virtual it is, if it's in my name, it's just as real. So, there are some reasons why we can have this confidence that we are doing something very real and very powerful when we enter one another's homes, whether by social media or any other form. Um, where two or three are gathered together, said Jesus, in my name or under the authority of my name, uh, I am there. When Jesus said that, he was quoting from the Jewish Talmud. And the Talmud said, um, where two or three gather together under the sound of Torah, the Shekinah is there. Uh, Shekinah, I think you're all aware, is a uh, word that, that speaks about the glory of God, the glorious presence or the manifest presence of God. Excuse the hardy dars, they are being a little noisy this morning, but they too have a right to um, getting, getting out and about. 
So Jesus was quoting from that, and it's interesting how he changes two concepts um, in quoting the Torah. What he says is, first of all, the Torah is my name. The name, when you come under the authority of Torah, you're coming under my authority. Then the second thing he says is that the Shekinah, the manifest presence and glory of God, is me. He says, I, where two or three are gathered together under the authority of my name, I am there. So this is happening in your house, day by day. This is happening in moments like this, when you gather as the church, even though it's in various homes all over the place. Just imagine, close your eyes and remember this, that Jesus has come to your house today because you've come under the sound and the authority of his name. So Christ among you, remember, Christ among you is the hope of the glory of God for each of you and for uh, the 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 house in which you dwell and for the community in which that house is set i want to read to you my own paraphrase i've been doing that a little bit here and there but i want to read it for you as the as Sarepta church this morning and i want to just make a couple of comments about it at the end um, Jesus, remember, is in his word. And so he is, in fact, the word. And so when we read God's word, once again, Christ is actually speaking. It's as though he was saying it personally uh, as he sat in your, in your lounge room. And so I want you to, again, close your eyes and imagine that this is what Jesus is saying to you this morning. He is saying, Grace and peace to you. Grace and peace to you from my Father and from me and from the Holy Spirit. And then he's going to continue like this. He says, So tell me seriously, did salvation really come to this house? Did my grace really change how you feel about yourself and your destiny? Has my passionate love for you calmed and comforted your anxious hearts? And as I promised you that the Holy Spirit, the other comforter who is just like me, that he would come, that he would fill the space that I left by leaving this world and returning to my Father. Has he come, as I promised? Has he filled you? Has he filled that space inside you? Has he reminded you of my words? Has he shone light on my face so that you can see me more clearly? I believe it has. In fact, I've seen that it has in your lives. I've seen how my grace, my love has changed you. And how has all this changed your hearts toward one another? I know that some of you were pretty grumpy 
before I found you. But I've seen you change. I've seen you getting all soft-hearted and loving, especially toward the vulnerable, the poor, and those weaker than yourselves. So if all of this is true, and I have seen that it is, then now is the time when you're going to make my joy complete by really practicing being like-minded, by really sharing your love, by really being one in attitude and in your ways of thinking and behaving. You won't be looking to score points off one another or elbow one another aside to get ahead. Pomp and pride will have no place among you. But you will, with all humility, value others above yourselves, and you'll spend as much time considering how to further the interests of others as you do your own interests. You're going to think in the same way that I thought when I came from heaven to save you, emptying myself of position, of power, of rights and status, and identifying with you in your pain, in your marginalization, in your disempowerment, so that I could reach down to where you are and take you home with me. You will never know how precious you are to me, how much I treasure your friendship. So think about me as you always have and take delight in my company. While you do that, here's what's going to be happening. My father will inspire you moment by moment. He will speak to you. He will put in your mind thoughts and ideas, as well as the desire and the strength to do his works and to fulfill his purposes. And then the darker it gets out there, the more you will shine. You will shine among your generation like stars in the sky. And as you know, stars get brighter as the sky gets darker. And as you hold firmly to this word, you will make a statement that will ring throughout history, that will be like a trumpet call, that will say to the world, this thing is real. And then I will boast on that final day that my sacrifice on your behalf was really, really, really worth it. So, when I read the New Testament, when I read whether it's the Gospels or whether I'm reading the Epistles, that's how I read them. I'm reading them as though this is Jesus sitting down with me, having a cup of coffee and saying, let me tell you what I'm thinking today. Let me tell you what I want you to become aware of today. And so hear that as... Jesus' word to you today. And let me finish by talking briefly about the power of being church, which is what that piece of scripture is talking about. The power of being church, even when we can't do church. Uh, in this time of lockdown, in this time of self-imposed isolation, uh, and I hope that you're all observing all of those um, regulations and restrictions. Uh, 
um, because it is for the sake of one another that we're doing that. In this time, I want you to understand God is not separate from it. God himself is actually involved in something very um, deep at the time when some of the practicalities have changed, practicalities of church. And here are some of the things that are going on, which maybe you haven't been aware of, but I want you to focus on and, and just celebrate. First of all, the fact that this time is demonstrating that the excellency of the power is of God and not of us. Those are mouse birds having an argument up here. It demonstrates that the excellency of the power is of God and not of us. It demonstrates that there is something very strong on and inside us when, when the, when the pot is cracked, when the, when the external supports are taken away. That's truly when this thing of being a child of God comes into its own. So, it's some, sometimes throughout history, God has taken away those things. He's taken away the external supports. He's scattered the church through persecution. He's, um, he's, uh, uh, had people under governments where they were not allowed to gather. Um, and, um, and it was in times like that that, in fact, the church has had its finest hours. And I think there's no difference between that then and this now in South Africa. The second thing that it does is that it puts everyone on level ground. And so every person in the church, not only every person, but every person's ministry is as important as everyone else's. Now, we've always believed that, we've always said that, but this is the time when it gets demonstrated. And so hear and receive one another in, in those ways. Don't be dependent in any way on any one gift or any one ministry, but really allow people and encourage people in your f family, in your home, to encourage one another, to speak prophetically to one another, to pray, to demonstrate that there is strength inside them that sometimes doesn't get used. The third thing is that it makes Jesus more real to us as individuals. Because, once again, each of us needs to be hearing him for ourselves. And he loves that. He loves that. When, when we go to him and say, Lord, I need you to speak to me, he, said, he says, man, I've been wa waiting for a long time for you to say that. I've got things I want to share with you. But sometimes you've been too distracted with your social media and your computer and your, and your, um, television to actually hear me. The third, fourth thing that it has done is it's reminding us that church is not dependent on buildings, um, or church is not dependent on its infrastructure, it's dependent on its mission. You understand, of course, that the mission of the church goes ahead, whatever whatever we do with regard to gathering. And that's, that's the case in 
Serecta, and it's the case with every church that I'm uh, aware of and in relationship with. The mission goes on. Um, the the um, work of getting the word out there, the work of um, um, evangelism, the work of everything that the church is involved in, caring for the poor, all of those things go on. And so your participation in that, your interest in that, your looking to those interests is a vital part of the church being able to continue to do that. It raises the importance of the truly important. Times like these raise the importance of the truly important and breaks the importance of petty things. I don't know if you've noticed that in with regard to how people in general are responding in the public media, uh, rediscovering things like family nights, uh, rediscovering things like relationship, um, uh, speaking to one another. I've had I've had contact from people that haven't sent me anything in years, and um, and it's as though that gap never existed. We're speaking to one another. We're encouraging one another. We're we're trying to um, uh, kind of re-engage at, at new levels, and the really important things are crowding out the pettiness of sometimes division that has happened between people. So work in on those things in this time of isolation. And lastly, what this is doing is it's making, it, it's helping us find out how real our relationships really are with Jesus, with our family, and with church. That's a different way of saying the same thing, but it really is important. Um, and I and I do believe that as we started off saying from that passage in Philippians chapter two, um, if the re- relationship with Jesus really is real, this is how it will show, and it shows in times of physical separation. So I'd like us to finish this with a prayer. And um, so if any of that is, has registered with you, um, if, you're, if you're perhaps in any way discouraged, I want to allow now the, the Holy Spirit to encourage you, to fill you with courage, to fill you with confidence. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. I welcome you to every heart that is in the sound of my voice right now. I welcome you, Lord, to every home that has welcomed me in, has welcomed your word in, has welcomed your presence, because they have gathered under the authority of your name. Let your presence come. Let your presence fill. Let your presence really again make real to us what you made possible on the cross. Come and fill us. I really want to pray that you would go to lonely hearts today, Lord. Those that are in isolation all by themselves. I pray that you would be not only the the extra one in their 
in their lives, in their home, but, Lord, that you would bring with you all your friends, a great cloud of witnesses, of supporters, of encouragers. Bring them with you. Come and fill. Fill hurt and lonely hearts. I pray, Lord, for those who are in any way fearful and pray in the name of Jesus that you would put courage for us to be able to face whatever comes our way and to shine as lights in dark spaces, in a dark sky. Let your presence come, Lord. And then, Lord, I pray that right now you would fill us with inspiration, with ingenuity, with insight into the ways in which we can demonstrate your love today and through this week ahead, that we would be able to show love to others who are lonely, to others who are hurting and fearful, and especially to the poor, Lord, that we would remember the poor, that we would remember those who have need beyond our our own, and that we would become your hands and your feet in whatever ways we can. So, Father, I pray for your peace, not only to be in our homes, but to be on our ways, that we would be agents of your peace. You said, blessed are those artists of peace, because people will say, you are just like your dad. And so I pray for your peace to be in us and that your peace would be manifest through us as we go into this week ahead. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again, Sarepta. Bye. Stay safe. Wash your hands.